Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast is an unscripted and free-flowing conversation that may touch on mature subjects. While the opinions are real, the research probably isn't, and we can't help that Atticus will probably talk about the Knicks. And here we go. He trumped dudes. It wasn't just in a preseason game. He did it pretty consistently. <laughs> he left dudes saying, what happened? You better put some respect on his name when we're talking about <laughs> champion, the Davion Clown. And I'm just going on eye test here, right? Like, I like the look of this coaching staff, you know? All right, enough of this. Let's see what kind of shit we get into today. Lloyd, <laughs> it's all yours. And we're back. After uh, my little hiatus, I took a couple weeks off, so we're here for episode 25 of the Football Trash Talk for Real Fans, i.e. the Fuck Your Team podcast. I.e. the Fuck Your Team podcast. So where, how was vacation there, big guy? How was it? Uh, I was great, man. I can't complain. You know, the weather in North Carolina was beautiful every day. Uh, I think it rained once. Well, it rained at night. And then I think it rained one other time, but it was short and sweet. Uh, we were on the beach every day. Is it uh, is it humid up in North Carolina this time of year? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, my mom's on the island, so it gets the southeast winds. And okay. It's, it's just, it's, it was 90, so you're sweating. If But when you're on the beach, you know, it's, it's windy, so. So uh, we're, we're on the last Sunday without football until February. So we've, we've made it somehow, you know, and for the first time I learned, so there's, there's roughly, I, I never knew exactly how long it is, but it's 25 weeks between the end of the Super Bowl and this point right here. Cause you know, we've done 25 episodes, but we also started prior to the Super Bowl, but then there was about three weeks. We didn't do an episode. So all in all about 25, 26 weeks between the, the Super Bowl and, uh, the start of the new football, well, the start of preseason, anyway. Like half a year. It's a long time to go without football. Feels like that. Feels like that. Yeah. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, it is about half a year. Oof. Oof. Right? It is too long. At least there's like some news in there from time to time. You know, like Dallas Cowboys getting arrested, you know, stuff like that. So, is that really even news anymore, though? Is that well, it's, news it, well, entertainment news entertainment <laughs> it's like return to normalcy is what that is yeah so anyway there's a lot to talk about lots happened in the last couple of weeks uh first i'd like to uh so aaron Rodgers is in fact staying with green bay this year uh, uh and good for him you think uh you know i think uh yeah i do i do think good you know one more year in green bay it's the last ride it, it, you know, sorry to your girlfriend, but he's not going to be back next year. And either is uh, either is Adams. Both of them are gone. If if Adams makes it through this year, there's been some rumors of him. Well, I guess they have to trade him, right? He's still under yeah. contract. So yeah. Well, she's she's most excited. Randall Randall Cobb is her boy. Like if she could. You know how they always say, like, you're allowed the hall pass list? Like, Randall Cobb is, like, one, two, and three on that list. So, okay. yeah. So, Rand- Randall Cobb's back, which she she just stuck her head up. She's smiling at me. She's she's right around the corner here. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's excited. More excited than Roger's coming back. It's the fact that Randall Cobb's coming back. So, I'm sure his five catches for 30 yards will be titillating for, for the season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so yeah, you know, I mean, now when when the Browns beat them on Christmas Day, we're we're planning on being at that game. It won't be a well, you're playing you're playing the backups. It'll you know, when we beat Rodgers, it'll be be worth the trip now. No, no, <laughs> no. I don't know if that's really big news. Like I, I mean. I was pretty certain he was coming back. He just—he's been playing with them for so long. It's just, it would be weird to see. I mean, then again, you know, I guess you could have said the same thing about Peyton Manning playing for someone other than the Colts. 
Tom Brady right. playing for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, hell, I'd even throw Philip Rivers playing with Indianapolis last year. That was weird. Philip Rivers wants to come back. Did you hear that? Well, Carson's not looking real good right now. So, you know, they got a spot for him. I've heard rumors that they're going to take uh, that they're that they might bring in Nick Foles. I don't know if that's just worst thing that they could ever do. Honestly, right? right? Like, I still think when when may I don't know, man. May, he's, he's just got bad luck, right? Whatever. Um, I was really excited because I thought a fresh start was good for him. Philly was a train wreck last year. Uh, it definitely got in his head. I think Nick Foles got in his head. You know, I think that he never got over the fact that, you know what, I was the MVP candidate and I, I got this team to this point and then Nick Foles took him to the Super Bowl on a magical ride, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was insane. Well, uh, when he got when he got injured, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was they were like 13 and two or something like that, right? 13 and two. And like he went he went all in with the fucking ACL tear, right? Like he, he stayed in the game and scored a touchdown, right? Throwing off of one leg. It was, you know, and then and then then he's done. So now he's done. And then, you know, he was hurt the following season with the back injury, and that didn't play out too well for him. And and Nick almost did it again, right? He almost did it again in the in the playoffs. Um, you know, and then you know, Nick goes anywhere else. He forgets he can, he can play football. Like he just, you know, it's he only does well in an Eagles uniform. You know, and now you know the Colts are thinking about bringing him in. I think is a bad idea, right? Like you just can't bring in that kind of mind fuck, right? I mean, you can, and you they can. probably will because, and you know, NFL front offices make mind them like anyone with. Any common sense looking at it goes, yeah, anyone but that guy. But, you know, that's that's how it works in the NFL. They just they just bring people in. And I, I think ESPN on the sideline, like, tosses money. They're like, hey, we'll cover a portion of Nick Foles' contract just if you bring him in so we can cover it ad nauseum for the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, I think Carson Wentz's uh, career is over at that point. I don't know if he can come back from that a second time third time, whatever. Right. I just don't, I don't think he has the mental fortitude, you know, like he needs to be coddled a little bit and Philly doesn't do that. Indianapolis does, but not if they bring in Nick Foles. Yeah. Oof. I mean, at this point though, like how many years, even if like, I know we're kind of throwing out, how many years could, does Carson Wentz realistically have left? I mean, because he's out indefinitely right now, right? There's not like a timetable on five to twelve weeks. Okay, so so this season's ba- like unless the Colts are like dead in the water in week ten, he's not coming. You know, he's not going to play this season. So that's another season gone. When oh, no, he he, he, he could be back as early as October. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but if they're doing well, I mean, who? Who is that? I don't even know who their backup is anymore. Like I, I lost track of all that. I don't know if they have a good backup right now. That's why they're it's talking not about it. He's not still there, is he? No. No. Yeah, I mean, so he. I, I don't know. He. It feels like he's been in the lot, in the league a lot longer than he has too, because he got they got drafted what two thousand. 14, right? right 16, 16, 16. Yeah. Cause, uh, it was his rookie year. Yeah. Cause, cause he was, he was number two to Jeff Goff's number one. And man, what happened to that quarterback draft class? Huh? That I, I was somehow like, so somehow on Facebook, I get put these random, like I, my Facebook will just randomly start following like different teams. And so for some reason, the algorithm had me following, not following, following was like, maybe you might like this page. And it had me following like the Detroit news for a while. And they're basically like, I feel bad for Jeff, like golf. Cause he's not going to be able to do and, and like short of going 16 and or 17 and oh, and winning the super bowl. Like they're going to be like, yeah, but Stafford would have done it better. Like after like, it doesn't matter what he does. Like, uh, you know, it, not only that, like I read a article where it was saying like golf is catching fire in the Detroit system. 
Like he's he's playing well. Unfortunately, his receiving core is way behind. Right. So he's screwed either way. Well, I read this. Uh, the thing I read was talking about how like there's some practice play and he checked it down and threw the shore like you know five yard out and whatever instead of where where uh, you know. Stafford would have would have gone for the bomb and blah 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 and all this stuff and it's like yeah well he's not Stafford like you, you don't have Stafford anymore you you had Stafford for what 10 12 years and did nothing with him like you made it to the playoffs once like calm down you know like they they may in fact be the worst team in football this year i mean I, I, you know, it's a competition let's not be let's not be scared about saying that uh but the Houston Texans the Jaguars and, you know, the, uh, who were we just talking about? The Lions. The Lions. Super bad. And, so, and the Eagles might be in there too. Now, see, the, the, the Eagles and the Jaguars, I can look at, like, I'm not saying they're going to be great, but you can look at them and say, okay, they're at least, they, there's at least a plan, maybe, kind of. They're headed, they're headed in a direction. The Lions, I couldn't tell you what they're trying to do other than amass picks. And, yeah, there's no way if the if the Texans win like three games this year, I'm going to be surprised. Although the latest rumors, uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson going to uh, your Philadelphia Eagles. How do you feel about that? I mean, if he could play, bring him. Like, I I think he makes them It changes the landscape immediately. He's a bona fide superstar. He's a bona fide top five quarterback. Yeah, I would say you guys easily have the best quarterback in the division. Easily top five quarterback. And you know, and if you look at quarterback rating over the history of football, he's number one, which is fucking weird. Right? right. Like, would you have ever guessed that? Right. Like he has the best quarterback rating of all time. And he like he's had Will Fuller, and that's been about it. It's not like he's had like well, he had Hopkins for a minute. Oh, that yeah, I, I, yeah. Wow, man, it's been two years, and I completely forgot Hopkins was on that team. <laughs> yeah, but even yeah. without him, he was still he was still doing. He did he did all right uh, uh, last year. Just that you know they didn't have the Texans as an organization. Like they've somehow kind of like I, I guess because maybe because they're like the. The Texans are one of the few teams in the NFL that are strictly regional. Like, it's real hard to find a Texans fan outside of the city of Houston, you know? Yeah. Like, and because of that, they've been a, a mess of a franchise for, like, I think their peak was going nine and seven and losing to the Patriots, maybe in the first round or something like that, in the playoffs. Yeah. They, they, were the, they were the team in that. Other, I don't remember what the scenario was, but they were playing the Patriots one year in like week 16. And like everyone said, Bill Belichick purposely threw the game because it made like their first round playoff matchup easier or something like that. And I think that's like the summit of Texas, Houston Texans football. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they've been a mess of, a, and they've had some players too. They had, you know, they had Watt forever. They had Hopkins. They have Deshaun Watson. They had, uh, Brian Cushing to a level uh, a lesser degree. I mean, he's not all world, but he's he's a solid linebacker. Yeah, they've had some people. They just it's just a mess of a franchise. Complete mess. Like if they got retracted, like if we if the NFL ever retracted and they if if the Texans just cease to exist tomorrow, like who would even notice? You know, nobody, nobody. I mean, you can relate to that, right? I mean, is there really a Browns fan outside of Cleveland? You know what? Uh, before they got, before the team got moved to Baltimore, Cleveland Browns had the fourth, uh, were the fourth most popular team in the NFL. Bra, Andre Risen that year had we're like the number two. We're talking game. today. People like Cleveland. ESPN chomps at the bit to put Cleveland on TV. LeBron James put his back on the map. Damn it! Just, that's just because Golic's from there too. And by the way, our Thanks. show is our show is better than Gola Juniors. <laughs> I was listening to that knucklehead while I was driving back and forth to Virginia Beach this week. I, I feel he likes to yell and make very loud statements. <laughs> well, I mean, he's his father's son. He 
he he's all right. Like he's not a horrible, horrible, you know, talking head, but he definitely got the job because of who he who his dad is more oh, than absolutely. Yeah, the more than like there at all. Yeah, like if, if he would have had to do it like, you know, a normal person where like he had to go to a broadcasting school and then, you know, do do some sort of independent podcast like this and then like hope he caught like no, we never know who Mike Golden Jr. was if it wasn't for the fact that his dad was a long time NFL player and broadcaster on ESPN. Yeah. So what else happened? Josh Allen got paid. That's he what did. happened. He didn't get Steph Curry paid, but he got he got paid. He got paid. So so let's go back to that quarterback class because that uh because Josh Allen was the third quarterback taken in that class, right? Yeah. Because Baker Mayfield was one. Was he a third? Uh, I think he Sam might have Darnold been the fourth. Was, Sam Darnold was two. Lamar Jackson's in that class, but he was after. You know, he was he was third because then uh, Rosen was fourth. Rosen, Rosen was went fourth. ten. Okay. Yeah, because Allen went seven, I think, off the top of my head. That sounds about right to me. So I guess the the, the whole point why I'm going back is if I like if we were to go back to that day and I was to tell you Allen was the one that was going to get the the extension first, would you believe me? No, no, not at all. I mean, shoot, if we would have went back two years ago, I, I would be surprised that Allen got it and not Jackson yet, to be honest. I'm surprised that Jackson hasn't got it yet. Completely. So, yeah, Josh Allen's seventh. Interesting. Yeah, he went seventh because, yeah. Um, yeah, I just... <sighs> And I don't know why Baltimore hasn't paid Jackson yet, to be honest. Like, you know, he's, you know what you have. Like, it's not going to change. Maybe he gets a little bit more accurate passing the ball. But you know what his game is. You know, he's going to have some some stellar games every now and then passing the ball. But he's, he's going to be a 150-150 guy. He's going to pass for 150 and rush for 150. And it's going to be spectacular while he's doing it. So my question is this, do you think maybe why Jackson hasn't gotten an extension yet? Like, okay, saying what you just said, do you think Jackson's a 35 million, do you pay Jackson 35 million a year? Or is he like Baker in the sense that um, not, I'm not comparing their games, but like Baker Mayfield can be a good quarterback, but you have to surround him with stuff. You can't just be like Baker Mayfield is not Aaron Rodgers. Like he had just pay Baker a bunch of money and be like, okay, go win his football games. I need to have a running game, a line, a good receiver. Like you need that with Baker. Is Jackson the same way where it's just, he's good. There's no denying his talent, but there is things you need on the team to support it that you need to pay for more so than like a, a Josh Allen per se. So I think Cleveland's fucking up right now. I think they should I think they should pay Baker now because they're rolling the dice and Baker if Baker lights it up, right? He had 3600 yards last year like 26 to 8. It's you know, that's a, it's come without Odell, right? Without Odell. So if he throws up 4000, 30 TDs, 10 interceptions, they're going to have to pay him the 40 mil. Well, the thing is, he already wants thirty-five, and and I, look, I like Baker; he's my quarterback. But I, like I just said, he's not someone. He's not Aaron Rodgers. You can't give Baker Mayfield the like everything. Just be like, okay, go win his football games. He needs things around him that are going to cost money. Like, to let's not pretend he game. like he needs to have a running game. Let's not pretend that he doesn't have. If you don't want to give me the top offensive line in football right now, top three. Like they have a great lot, like, and all these, all these things cost money. So like Baker at 25 million a year, all day, Baker at 35 to 40 million a year. Eh. And, and that's, that's what the holdup is. It's not that the Browns don't want to extend him. They don't want to extend him at the price that he's asking for. And he very well, I, I don't know. Like I've never, as a Cleveland Browns fan, we've never gotten to this point where he could very well price himself out. Like, I, I don't think, and there's nothing wrong with this, right? Like, I don't, this isn't a knock on Baker. He's just, he's just not Patrick Mahomes. He's not. There's not anything wrong with that. We can win with Baker. 
we have one with Baker, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. So why do we have to pay him Patrick Mahomes money just because he signs his quarterback contract after Patrick Mahomes did? So is he Josh Allen? Is he comparable? Josh Allen runs the ball a little bit more. Yeah, Josh Allen runs the ball, but what if you okay? If you take the running out of it, which I know is hard to do, because it's like you know, let's take out like a fifth of this guy's game and compare them. But like, are their passing stats similar? I feel like so, Josh Allen. Does, I feel 11, like Josh Allen does a thousand yards for Baker, ninety almost ten thousand for for Josh Allen, uh, seventy five TDs for Baker, sixty seven for Josh Allen. 43 interceptions for Baker, 31 for Josh Allen. Uh, most of those 43 came, you know, the, you know, last year he had a much better year. Rushing yards, 437 for Baker, 1562 for Josh Allen. 25 rushing TDs for Josh Allen, four for Baker. Yeah. So maybe not 40, 45, but like he's, he's 35, 40. 3540. You know what? You know what's yeah, I mean, obviously since I'm Browns fan, I get I get to see all the really weird comparisons, but apparently uh through through like I forget I, the first three seasons or something like, like I forget what it is, but like their first three full seasons, because last year was only Baker's like third full season. Um he like compares very favorably to Dan Marino actually like on a, on like just like a completion percentage touchdown to interception ratio. He compares very favorably to Dan Marino, which is weird because you, you watch Baker play. And again, you see flashes, right? But never once am I like, yeah, let's just like turn it over to Baker and let him like, I'm sitting there watching him in the Kansas city game going, why are we not running the ball more? Like that's my, every time I, I watch a Browns game, that's my thought. Like, the threat of Nick Chubb, I think, helps him as much as anything else. I would agree. See, I can be realistic about the Browns. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting year, right? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk shit all year long, and I'm going to say that they're going to fall flat on their face. And, you know, they're going to be the biggest disappointment in the NFL. You know, biggest underachievement in the NFL. Let's just say that. Um, but the reality is... They're what's continuing. underachieving for you? What, what's underachieving for you? Like what? If the Browns finish twelve and five, is that underachieving? No. If the Browns finish ten and seven, it's getting into the, it's getting into the zone, right? Nine and eight, missing Nine the playoffs. Yeah, finish, finishing third in the division. Well, that's not gonna. I, that's not gonna happen. I, I like. I'm not gonna guarantee they'll they'll edge Baltimore, but I just. I don't think the Steelers and the, the Bengals aren't there yet. And the Steelers, I think, have lost too much. They had too shaky of an offseason. Like, I just don't. Like, can you look at the Steelers and say they're any better than they were last year? No, right? Like, as a whole, I'd say they take a step back from where they were last year. And where they were last year after they won their first 11 games wasn't great. Here's what I can say about the Steelers. They still have a pretty good defense. Um, their offensive line is questionable. They have a better running back, which should translate to a better running game. Um, and they don't have a backup quarterback, so they better pray that Ben stays healthy. Yeah. But, I mean, they just don't have one, right? Like, all three of the guys that played Monday night, um, you know, they, they need to go all in on somebody and start fucking – Coaching him up. <laughs> like, right. Right. Like Mason Rudolph is horrible. Uh, Dwayne Haskins looks horrible. And I don't even know who else was in the game. <laughs> it's, uh, it's still cracks me up that Dwayne Haskins is their number three. But uh, I'd probably make him my number two. But, you know, we, we know that we know what Mason Rudolph is. Let him go. Just call it a day and make, make Haskins two and coach him up. So they're an anomaly, right? Like I don't think by any stretch of the imagination they're they're going to be sub five hundred. I just don't. Well, they can't. They they can't be. Well, well. See, I, in you a normal, know what I mean. 
if if they if there weren't seventeen games, they have eight and eight written all over all over them to me. Yeah, like they'll win it. They'll win a game or two. They shouldn't. They'll lose a game or two. They shouldn't. And then yeah, like they're going to be favored in a couple. Like they're not. They're not Detroit bad, right? They're not the Lions bad. They're not. Uh, you know, I would. I I think they're still head and shoulders above the Bengals, right? But like, so you know, but but the. the I, they're an eight. They're an eight and eight team that'll end up with a winning record because we have seventeen games. That's that's what they are. Seventeen is still weird. It is like like ten and seven just doesn't sound right because it doesn't sound as impressive as ten and six. It just doesn't. Even though I'd assume if you go ten and. It, 10 wins in the NFL, like you think, like it still should, but yeah, you throw that seven after it just sounds like maybe, maybe the extra game is 10 is no longer the barometer. Maybe it's now 11, you know, like maybe 10 wins. Isn't like we should be in the playoffs. Maybe now it's 11. See, I think it's going to do the opposite. You're going to see a lot more 10 win games or 10 win teams. Now there's going to be bigger. There's going to be like a couple great teams that get to 12, 13, 14 wins. And, you know, you have your really bad teams that get to, like, four to five wins, but you're going to have a lot more teams in that 9, 10, 11 win range. Like, that's where they're all going to be. Like, 9, 10 wins, you're going to see a lot of those teams this year. Is If I had to guess, that's what you're going to end up seeing. You're going to see a lot of 9 and 8, a lot of 10 and 7. So who gets paid next? So we can wrap up that portion. I mean... Uh, it's got to be Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, he's a he's an MVP. He won his first playoff game last year. He seems to be improving. Their whole team, like their whole offensive game plan, is is built around his skill set. So it's not like you can just lose him and then just plug in, you know, pro style quarterback X and it work. Right. You know, so it's got it's got to be Jackson. Like if they don't, because if they don't extend Jackson, um, they have to start over. Right, like I'm not wrong in that in that thought process, am I? Like, uh, unless they have like another running quarterback that they have in the wings that we just don't know about. But RG three just took a deal with ESPN, so I don't know who else they could possibly just plug in there. So it's got it's got to be Jackson. He has to be Baker. I think it's going to depend on this year. Baker, if Baker can give the AFC Championship game. And they lose for, you know, and have a good, even if they lose it, but he still has a good game, you know, like three touchdowns to an interception and, you know, 200, 300, like, you know, 200, high 200, like 280 to 300 plus yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll, he'll get an extension then. Um, but I, I think Baker, we won't see a Baker extension until the end of this year, depending on how he does. So therefore it's gonna, it's gonna be Jackson. He's got, he's got the credentials. He's got he's got a playoff victory under his belt. Um, their whole offensive identity is they're drafting to his offensive strengths now. So it's got to be him. If it's not him, I don't know what they're doing. Do they wait a year? You know, they brought in some weapons for him. Baltimore's got a ton of receivers now. I mean, do you think this is this is make or break for him? I, I that seems weird to me, doesn't it? Like. Well, let me put it this way, not who's going to get the next extension, but who would you be most shocked if we found out they were allowed to walk at the end of next year? It'd have to be Jackson, right? Like if at the end of this year, unless something completely catastrophic happens, if Jackson just plays like, you know, 90% of what he's been doing the last couple of years, you'd be shocked if he, if he was the one that walked, right? Like I feel like between him and Baker, we'd be, even me, the Browns fan would be more, I, I'd be more likely to say Baker's going to walk than Lamar Jackson, right? I mean that's a really good question. I just don't know. Like I, I it has they have to sign Lamar, right? Because of what his skill set and what like I, I said at the beginning, you know what you have, right? And and it's unique. And it was an MVP you know, he was an MVP. Uh, you know, he was on the cover of ESPN. Uh, you know, NFL football, right? Like he was, he was on the, you know, he was on the cover of Madden. So. You know, it, yeah, it would be more shocking if they let him walk. But I'd still be shocked if they let Baker walk. Do the I, I don't know their schedule, but I they they might because uh, we play we obviously so the Browns open up at KC this year, 
So does do the Ravens must play Casey at some point, right? Because I I'd say if they win that, if the Ravens win that game, Lamar get Lamar's definitely getting an extension because that's like the one bugaboo is they haven't been able to beat. He hasn't been able to beat Mahomes. It would be like the one knock against them. They play. They play the Chiefs week two at home. Yeah. So if they win that game, Lamar, there's no way Lamar walks. Um, if they lose that game, but Lamar plays well, there's no way he walks. Now, if Lamar fumbles and you know has a horrible game, and then I, I still can't see them letting it. They built their whole team around, like their whole offense is built around his skill set. They they'd be setting themselves back if they let him go. Yeah. The Ravens' end of season schedule is brutal. Yeah, I think they play the Browns twice at the end of the year, don't they? Cleveland, Steelers, Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. Yikes. 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 Like the Bengals, and that's a division opponent, and that's probably like the one like and it's at Cincinnati. Oh, man. Like that's the thing. The way like the way so the way the Browns schedule is like that, we have a tough schedule this year. But the way we don't like, there's at no stretch where we play more than two games away from home in a row. Like, there's a couple of those stretches, but like, I want to say the toughest one I saw is I think we play like at Baltimore and then at New England or something like it's like or at Pittsburgh and at New England, something like that. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but like. That was like the toughest stretch, but after that, like we have a, a few like three straight home games and and stuff like that. Like there's not a lot of uh, um things where we're uh, where we're playing a lot of away games back to back to back to back, which I like. Ravens, Ravens, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. That's how you wrap up your season. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not ooh, like. Like we did with Baltimore, but it's still yeah. not nice. Oh no, it's not nice. But <laughs> like out of, I mean, I, I'm not worried about the Bengals because they're not. You know, the world something will be really weird going on if the Bengals are like in any kind of contention. So not looking at their schedule. Not, I'm honestly, I'm not really worried about Pittsburgh. But between us and Baltimore, we have the far just the way the the home and away games are. We have the far easier schedule compared to Baltimore. I think Baltimore's got like the second toughest schedule this year. So. I think the Steelers have the first, actually. I think the Steelers and Ravens are one, two. Or this, uh, they're both up there. Because I think Browns have like the top, like the number 10 or 11, but their schedule doesn't look. The teams they play are hard, but the, like I said, the way the away games and home games fall makes it seem easier than how, than like just looking at the teams. I think, in all honesty, as much as I joke about it, I think that game at Lambeau will be a good barometer for how the Brown season's going. Regardless of what the record is at that point. Yeah, it's Steelers, Ravens, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bengals, Raiders, Browns. So Browns have the ninth hardest schedule right now. Yeah, yeah. Based on last year's record. So uh do you want to talk about the Hall of Fame game? Anything uh no, Anything stand out to you? No, I don't want to talk about the Hall of Fame game. The, Terrible. <laughs> the, one, the one statistic I would like to throw out about that game, I saw. I actually saw it today right before I logged in. Um, the <laughs> So the uh, NHL Stanley Cup play, uh, finals averaged 2.5 million viewers per game. The uh, World Series, I think, averaged like 7.3, or no, they averaged like 6.9 million per game. The NBA finals average 8.2 million per game. Uh, the Hall of Fame game, 7.3 million people tuned in for it. So if there's any question who the, uh, what the pinnacle sport is in, uh, and that's during the Olympics, like there's stuff going on. So if there's any, if there's, 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 question, there's, there's playoff baseball being played right now. I mean, it's not the playoffs, but like it's that kind stretch, of atmosphere. Yeah. It's the home stretch. Uh, you know, the NBA Finals just wrapped up. You got the Olympics planned. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff happening in the sports world. 
And well, and it was it wasn't even on a weekend. It was on a it was on a was it Monday or was it Tuesday? Oh, it was on a Thursday. Thursday. It was th- Thursday night. Like Thursday night, seven point three million people. Like when you know that it's just third and four stringers trying to fill roster spots. Yeah, yeah. When you know it's like you're gonna see. Which, by the way, Ezekiel Elliott, like what what look is he going for? Good for Zeke, man. Do you, bro? <laughs> you do you, Zeke. Mm. You he, looks, gonna... he looks in shape, which could be scary. Well, we'll see. It, with Zeke, it's never been about being in shape or not being in shape. It's been attitude. Like he just spends <laughs> half the season not seeming to care. He was it's... way out of shape last year. He had a yeah, you know, he, he looked—he literally looked like an Ewok come to life. I mean, the the haircut doesn't help that at all. But yeah, you know. the Eagles have the easiest schedule. I'll just throw that out there. Well, you know, a team in the NFC East, just by virtue of playing the NFC East, would have the easiest schedule. It's kind of funny you say that, right? Because Washington football team is fifteen. The Giants are 25, the Cowboys are 31, and the Eels are 32. <laughs> I mean, in the I'm group, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it legitimately, the East is going to turn around a little bit. Like three out of the four teams in the East are going to make significant improvements. Um, the Eagles are going to be a dumpster fire. Unless something crazy happens, you know. They're going to be. I think their defense is better than than. I think their defense is finally better than we thought it would be. I just, I just think their offensive line is going to break down. I just do. I mean, they just I, <clears throat> the, the Eagles are in, in a way kind of in the same boat as the Steelers, where like their Super Bowl window is closed. Like that chapter is kind of over right now, and they just kind of need to get younger blow it up, get what they can for some of these veteran players. And just, you know, like not, not, not that I like want to say like just suck for a couple of years, but they kind of just got to suck for a couple of years, get, get some pe- picks back in, get some youth. And I then I think it needs to be a couple of years, right? Like yeah. I think that they have a young running back. They have a young wide receiver. They have a young tight end, right? Uh, they have a couple young dudes on the line, Right. I want Jalen Hurts to be good enough that they don't go out and get to Sean Watson and use their stockpile of draft picks to draft offensive line. That's now what if they do if they do get to Sean Watson, what I just said goes completely out the window, and I expect them to be. I'll still give them a year, but next year I expect them to be, yeah. if not winning the making the playoffs, at least like winning the East, like you know. Well, I mean, it's such an interesting situation with Sean Watson because. There's no news, right? Like, boom, 22 women make make allegations and then crickets. Nothing. There's nothing from anyone on either side to tell us what the fuck is going on. I will say, I think something, there's something going on because the Texans, since this all, like, Deshaun, like, through it all, been like, nope, not trading him. Don't care. Not trading him. Not trading him. Not trading him. Then suddenly they're like, eh, we'll listen. You know, so like something had to have, or unless maybe it's just he's holding out, and they're like, "All right, I guess he's serious." So, well, they want the they want the bank, and I think they realized like they're not going to get it, so they better jump on board the train of training him before like his value is completely gone. Right, right. Like right now, what do you what does he bring? Right now, Deshaun Watson, legal with uh, knowing all the legal stuff we know. He's still going to pull like a quarterback in return plus like a first and a couple seconds at minimum, if not two like two firsts and a second or something like that. Like so they're not going to get what they were wanting before, where it's yeah. just, like two starters and three first round picks and another. Yeah, they're not going to get all that, but they're going to get like like a starter, a quarterback in return, and like a couple like a couple first round picks. Still, I think they can get that. So the Eagles have Jalen Hurts, two first round draft picks, and one conditional second round draft pick because it used to be three, but Carson had hurt his fucking foot. Uh, you know, 
But now that goes, you know, it's probably going to want to be in a conditional second round pick. Um, I mean, I don't know if I want to give that up. Well, the thing is, I will say, and just because I've seen it from the Browns, I mean, with a couple second round picks and a couple right free agent signing signings, you can turn your offensive line around in one offseason. Right. So if you give that up and you get Watson, you have all the offensive pieces around him he should need because Dallas Goddard is sneaky good. Yeah. Like, I think he, especially with Deshaun Watson, like just pretend he is Deshaun Watson as quarterback for a second. I think that vaults him into the top. I mean, who the, who would you say? I'd say obviously Kelsey's still better. Uh, Waller's better. Uh, who's the dude on the out? out um, Kittle Kittles is better. But then it's like him and um, the dude in Atlanta for four or five. I mean, he's up there. Yeah, you got you got an offense. You got like you said, you got a receiver. You got a running back. They improved that line. I mean, we play for now. We don't. I you yeah. know as much as we as much as GMs like to talk about the future. No, if if you have the chance to go and be a serious playoff contender next year, you do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if they could pull it off, and then, of course, the litigation and whatever else works itself out to where Deshaun's not missing a lot of time, or or maybe, you know, they, they – I mean, maybe it makes sense for the Eagles knowing that, hey, okay, we throw away this year, and then we have them next year. I mean, maybe that's, you know, not much as expected as this year anyway. Maybe that's why they brought in Flacco. Right. Like why? Why else bring in Flacco when it's the complete opposite game plan strategy of Jalen Hurts? Right. Unless you're trying to teach Jalen accuracy, you know. Yeah. Like I, I can't. I can't imagine any other reason. Well, because Flacco is not even one of those like, yeah, I'm happy to teach kind of guys. He's, no. He's like I still want to. I'm, like still, I'm, I'm still. I want to start. Man. Yeah. He's, he's not. About? I want yeah, a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm, I'm Delaware's finest. Yeah. <laughs> Blue heads. <laughs> Man, who would have, who would have known that uh, North Dakota State would be a, a QB factory? Who? From what I heard, Trey Lance is lighting it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always these small schools that somehow, because, uh, I mean, it was East, it was like Eastern Illinois for a little bit because they had Romo and they had, Someone else that came through their system and and did all right, and now it's like North Dakota State. Like it's just so random, so so random. So I know it's a little bit outside the NFL, but I kind of want to touch on it. Uh, what do you think about the SEC essentially becoming the uh, NFL Junior? Sick thing, right? Uh, I think the Big Ten's going to get a couple couple new teams though coming up soon too. So like, let's not count them out. Right. But like, I mean, so what happens to the power five? Right. Like that's always been the the barometer to gauge your your playoffs, your strength schedule, you know, all of that. So now like the 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 big 12 is pretty much going to be defunct. I don't I don't know how they rebound from that. You know, I see more teams leaving. Right. Right. SEC is stacked. Right. I mean, I think you have to extend. Well, one, one. I think I don't give a fuck what Dabo Sweeney says. I think you need to extend the playoffs. I think you need to make it sixteen teams, and it can be done, right? It, it can. So, like, let's not even pretend Dabo. Dabo says some dumb shit sometimes. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it's it's not even fair how good that conference already is. And now it's better. I still think the SEC is very top heavy. Cause like, let's be honest, Texas at this point, the, the UT football program, it's more of like a historic name thing that it's, they're like Michigan. Like we think of it. It's like, yeah, they, they were good 20 years ago, but what's, when's the last time Texas cracked the top 10? Dude, you know, like didn't Vince Young play like a decade ago? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay. 10 years ago. But my point is like, in the, they're not as relevant as they were. It was more than that. Wasn't it like, that was like in the early two thousands. That was like 15 years ago. Was it? Yeah. That was like 2000. I want to say 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. Cause that was Reggie Bush. I mean that, that was 
all those guys have done had their NFL careers and they're over already. Yeah, but they only played for a short period of time. Right? I'm pretty sure, like, I, I, I'm 90% sure. Yeah, you're like, right. Yeah. Damn. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that. The, I mean, I think it's fairly easy to say that was the last time Texas football was relevant, right? So, it's been 15 years for them. Uh, you know, Oklahoma's been relevant recently, but like, I mean, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, like, that, that's what I understand. Like, how are these teams staying? And, like, I feel like if you're going to go all the way, like, get rid of them and get some of, like, you know, pull Ohio State. Like, why? It just – because we're at this point, like, okay. So, my thing is, why, if, if you are – how much money can this thing really generate? Because that's what it's really all about. Like, Texas and Oklahoma don't want to come play Florida every year. But it's it's about the money. But at some point, when do you go from like what made college football college football was the rivalries, the pageantry, like that's what differentiated them from the NFL. We're slowly getting to a point where if you have a super conference like the SEC, like where they have, let's just say they get to like 20, 25 teams, whatever. Like at what point do they go from being college football to just a watered down NFL product? Not only that, like. They have their own playoffs. They name their own champion. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like you say top heavy, but there's a lot of fucking teams on the top. You got Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, Texas, AM. Tennessee's not bad. Florida, LSU, South Carolina, not a bad team. Ole Miss, not a bad team. Uh Mississippi State, they're not bad. Right? Now you bring in yeah, Texas but and Oklahoma. They're not relevant, though. I mean, how many people, like, you know, like, when the Big Ten worries about the SEC, how many of them are worried about Mississippi State? Like, Northwestern, maybe? Well, now you you got to worry about Oklahoma and Texas. Right, but my point is, like, at what point, like, is is college football just going to become a watered-down NFL? Because you still have people, like, you know, because, like, Alabama, like, Who's going to watch Alabama roll over Vanderbilt? You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? No one cares about that game. So, like, part of it was the pageantry and the rivalries and that kind of thing, and they're getting away from that. And that's what differentiated them from the NFL. Because, like, you watch Ohio State-Michigan, for example, and you understand that there are players playing that game, that that's the pinnacle for them. They're not – that's it. They're not going to be higher than that. Right. But now when you start getting to these super conferences – why am I, why do I care about Alabama versus Vandy or Auburn versus Tennessee? Like I don't, we, we don't care. Right. And you're watering down your product at that point, keeping them, the, the strength of the NCAA was state keeping everything separate. Cause like what, the, what, what drives the debate every year? Oh, well, what happens if Ohio state makes it and can Ohio state play Alabama? I guess we got to watch the playoffs, figure that out. Well, if they end up in the same conference and they play each other twice a year, Okay, those games will be huge, but then what about the rest of the year? Like, if Alabama and Ohio State are playing every year, or Texas, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma's playing Alabama every year, are we then going to turn around and care when Oklahoma's blowing out Ole Miss? Like, do we care? No, we're, we're not even going to watch. So I, I just think this whole realignment thing, and I know this is making me sound like I'm way older than I am, but like, I, I just... Not that they need to go back to the Big Ten being like 10 teams or something like that, but because Rutgers and Maryland fit in the Big Ten as far as I'm concerned. But like we're talking about like Oklahoma State and West Virginia going to the Big Ten. What? Like why? It just it doesn't make sense to me. Because they got to keep up. Now, legitimately speaking, there's only 14 teams in the SEC currently. So now they've bumped into 16. Right, the Big Ten has twelve. Uh, do they have twelve? Yeah, because because they were they were eleven. No, they're they're fourteen. Because they were they were the they have fourteen as well. Yeah, they were the Big Ten, but then they added Penn State, so they were at eleven. Then they added Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland. Yeah, so they have fourteen. I mean, what teams even make sense for the Big Ten, though? I mean, I'd, I'd pressure Notre Dame. And 
I mean, who's who do you, who else do you take? What's another team? See, the thing with the Big Ten is it's like it's still top heavy, but any given year somebody gets sneaky good for a couple seasons, right? Wisconsin, Northwestern for some fucking reason, right? Right. Iowa. Um that's it. Indiana. I throw that. They've had they've had a couple. Michigan seasons. State does that every now and again. They they rise up and have a good year. Well, and um, I think Michigan State's better than Michigan right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hands down. But but like the thing about the Big Ten is they try to maintain that academic standard kind of feel to them as well. Like the Big Ten likes to be kind of scholarly. That's why I don't understand who else they get. Like Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And then sure. who else? Who, who's the 16th team? Because I've heard Kansas, but can, Kansas is, I, I guess Kansas is actually a surprisingly good academic school. Like more, I, I say, I get that, but it's like more so than you'd think like Kansas would be, but well, they don't bring a football presence. Like, let's, 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 I think you make a great point right there. And that's exactly what I was thinking. It's not just about football. It's not just about football. Like you're bringing basketball programs too. Yeah, but football drives it. I mean, the SEC didn't go after Texas and Oklahoma for their basketball. No, they went for football, right? Yeah. But like you bring Kansas to the Big Ten, that makes that makes basketball in the Big Ten a, a big big difference, right? It's it's a huge difference in basketball. Uh, Maryland's always pretty decent. Uh, Michigan is is great in basketball. Uh, Ohio State has its ups and downs. Ups and downs. Uh, Illinois sometimes up and down. Um, Wisconsin sometimes they're good. Penn State's been trying for decades to make a legitimate basketball program. Now you bring Kansas in the mix and Notre Dame. I mean, they're they're easily, arguably that that would easily um, make them on par with the ACC in basketball, as far as I'm concerned. You know, so. I mean, college is big business. College sports is big business, man. And, you know, they got to figure out a way to to supplement all these kids making money. Well, here's here's my one uh, here here's my one uh, pipe dream. And hear me out on it because I think ultimately it makes sense. And what it is, you're sitting down, you're ready? Ohio University, my, my fighting Bobcats of Ohio University to the SEC. Why? Why do you ask? Why would the SEC be interested in Ohio University to cannibalize recruiting for Ohio State? Tell me that doesn't make sense. Like, they don't even need Ohio University to be great. But if Ohio University can just be like, I don't know, Tennessee quality, they're going to recruit enough to where Ohio State won't be able to keep up with Alabama. Are you uh, are you drinking fluids while you're sitting out in the sun? Yeah, there? yeah, I got my drink. Because you need some more fluids. Cannibalize right? Ohio like State. I think you're a little dehydrated. I think it's affecting your brain. Cannibalize Ohio State recruiting. Ohio to the SEC. Make yeah. it happen, Nick Saban. Yeah. Replenish it with the uh, the old 7-Eleven uh, body armor. <laughs> yeah. Not sponsored, but we'd like it if they did. Yeah, 7-Eleven. Hey, you know, pretty good. And you can get them. I think they're uh, two for three bucks right now. Yeah. Uh, zero. I, I go with the zero sugar uh, variety. Not bad. Not bad at all. Ohio to the SEC. Say Ohio. it with me. No, I'm not saying that <laughs> at all. That or I'd like to see them bring the Big East back and get like Pitt and West Virginia, have the backyard brawl, Ohio, Miami of Ohio, and like Syracuse, like a couple ACC teams get in there. That 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 could be that could be well too. Like the bottom half of the ACC, Pitt. And uh, West Virginia, Ohio, and some of the Mac schools would be it would be a good division, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. I, I think uh, I think you should full members of the uh, Old Dominion is an associate member of the Big East. Big East is wow. I mean, they're a basketball. That's a basketball. Yeah, they they dropped. Conference. Yeah, they they dropped all the football stuff. When what that was like? Well, that was like in the first round of realignment. They the Big East said, "No, we don't want all you big football schools." But man, like some of that stuff was real. Like the Big East was a really good regional conference. Like they had the backyard brawl with Pitt and West Virginia. 
was Syracuse was part of the Big East. What do you do with all these teams in the Big East currently, though? If you were to, if they were to do that, like I would love to see the Big East come back, right? And like put Penn State in there. Penn State should be a Big East team, you know. Go from like I don't know, but what do you do with all these schools? Well, Butler, I mean, Connecticut, they, Crichton, Crichton. Uh, okay, so Connecticut could stay because Connecticut's got a football team. Uh, yeah, I mean. I guess you you pilfer some of these teams, and then you 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 couldn't call it the Big East. It would have to be like something different, but call it the Northeast. I don't know the North. I, you can find something to call it that because that, that's what it was. Like the big, the original Big East schools were all those uh, religious based schools that played basketball. Your Creightons, your St. John's, like that. That was what stayed. So I mean, fine, they can keep the name Big East. You call it something else, but. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like if, if you're someone that doesn't particularly care about the SEC and like, do you, do you care about the Penn Big Ten outside of the fact that Penn State's in it? Like if Penn State was somewhere else, would you follow the Big Ten a whole lot? No, not at all. So, I mean, if I was to propose a, a 10 team league that had like Penn State, uh, West Virginia, Syracuse, Pitt, Ohio, which, in my opinion, is still a, a Power 5 name, even though we're not a Power 5 school. Uh, if Ohio came, Ohio State would probably have to come. Because, um, I mean, Penn State could get – has some – Penn State pit, you know, that would be a yeah. natural rivalry. Like, all those teams – so I just named – I just spouted out seven teams without really thinking about it. And I, I, there's some rivalries in there. They're, like, and it's all geographically close. I mean, maybe, maybe you go after uh, – Army, get Army in there. So now we're at eight teams. And then maybe you get North and South Dakota State. Bring them up to Division One. I. I just made a conference. Make me commissioner. Do it. I mean, the farthest, travel, the farthest travel will be what? Like Syracuse to North Dakota State, which for a big-time conference isn't that far. You could you could probably per pillage some ACC schools, a couple more as well, or uh, or um, like some of the Pac uh, Pac twelve or like maybe Colorado, Colorado State, something like that. Hell, the Big Twelve is falling apart. Let's bring in uh, Oklahoma State. They need a place, although they're kind of out there compared to the rest of the league I just put together. But hey, so you got Virginia Tech. Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Notre Dame for for not for not for football, obviously. Boston College. You put all of those schools in the Big East. Okay, so we're we're gonna end it here because we're gonna start to run long, but I just kind of wanna so let's just say we put together a conference. So we got Penn State, Pitt, West Virginia, Syracuse. Boston College, that's five. Ohio, Miami of Ohio, that's seven. I want to say Toledo, but I don't want another Ohio team. I'm just I'm running through the MAC to see who we would take. We'll just take those two from the MAC. Uh, I like the idea of North and South Dakota State. They're both really good Division Two. They're, they're too far away. So yeah, okay, no, so we'll drop them. No, Notre Dame. I just don't think realistically Notre Dame would go. Like, they would go to the Big Ten before they would go to this random conference we're building. Uh, bring them anyway. It's a, it's a pipe trick. Okay. We're just making – okay, so we're at, we're at eight teams. So we need two more to get to a conference championship game. So Connecticut, that's nine. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. I'd rather have Virginia, but Virginia Tech's fine. So there we go. Boom. Ten teams. Make it happen. Make, you know what? We're giving up our shares in the San Diego Chargers to be co-commissioners of whatever conference we just built. Yep. And there are some great rivalries. It's close. If nothing else, we would have a stronghold on Northeast United States. Absolutely. Crush it. We would crush it. I think we could give the Big Ten a run for their money. I believe so. I, I do too. And on that note, I'm going to say did, one last thing. Did we agree on something? Did we that did. Wow. We did. Mark so, it down. Uh, 
The Sixers need to go all in and trade Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard and whatever else they need to give fucking Portland. They just need to fucking do it. Just do it. Just go all in and do it. Take all your draft picks for the next three years and Ben Simmons and ship them to Portland for Damian Lillard. That's what they need to do. And like I'm a I'm a I'm a pseudo Sixer fan because I'm from Philly. I'm a Laker fan, right? Pretty excited about Russell Westbrook. Let me just say that. How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, Carmelo and uh, Russell and, and Westbrook? So, when you look at, at NBA projections for next year, right? Everybody stays healthy. It's an even playing field. Brooklyn on paper is is a monster, right? Monster. You know, I, especially the KD, the way he looked at the Olympics was exciting, right? So you put a healthy Kyrie and a healthy Harden, Blake Griffin on that squad, they look almost unbeatable. They should run through the East without a problem. Run through it. The Lakers on paper should come out of the West, right? The difference between the two teams is AD is a legitimate defender. LeBron, when he wants to, is a legitimate defender. Russell Westbrook, when he wants to, is a legitimate defender. All three can score at will, right? So I still give the nod to Brooklyn a little bit, but it's pretty fucking close now. The, the, they, only, the only thing about the Lakers is who, who's got the outside shot. Mello coming off the bench, like who's your outside shooter? That's Mello. really the only Mello. But he's not a start. You're not starting Mello. Yeah, you don't need to. You only bring him in when you need the outside shot. You know, you bring him in when you need the shot. Who else is on that team still? Because they they traded Kuzma, right? He's gone. traded Kuzma. Uh, traded a couple other dudes. Uh, I don't even know who else is on the squad now. To be honest. See, it's, it's funny that you said that because uh, I don't know who, who they would give, but Ben Simmons to Cleveland makes sense because we would just be happy to have a superstar. We we wouldn't – there would be no pressure for Ben Simmons in Cleveland. Cleveland's right. a good – the Cavs are a great team for uh, a superstar that needs to refine himself because we're just happy that you're there and we'll buy your jersey and we will boo anyone that says anything bad about you. By the way, how do you like the pool in the background? Like that? Is that Love good? It. Love it. Uh, they still have Dennis Schroeder. They still have Horton Tucker, Mark Gasol. They re-signed Dwight Howard. Uh, Costas, did they sign Giannis's brother? They did. That's kind of funny. That is. <laughs> Markeith Morris, Wesley Matthews, Malik Monk. So, I mean, they have they have like a big three plus one. And a lot of really decent role players. Dwight Howard coming off the bench is not a bad thing. Now, Carmelo uh, Anthony, the second rotation with with Carmelo and Dwight being the anchor. <laughs> the second rotation is turning into like the 2012 like, All Star team, <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's not a bad place to be. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to discount Phoenix because Phoenix was pretty fucking good this year. Uh, Denver played pretty fucking good. You know, I just think if the Lakers can stay healthy, it's a, it's a different ball game. Yeah. But you could say that about any of the teams. I mean, if as much as I'm happy for, you know, Liesl because, uh, Milwaukee won, uh, if, uh, Brooklyn stays healthy, does Milwaukee win again? I don't know. Although it'll be interesting to see how the rule, the rule, uh, the rule change where you can't lean into the defender to draw a foul. It'll be interesting to see how they call that. And it'll be interesting yeah. to see uh, how Harden plays when his scoring average drops like 12 points a game. But yeah. And he doesn't play defense. Yeah. Neither is Kyrie. That being said, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. We got a, got a lot of good stuff in today. It is. I missed you big guy. You've been hey. gone. You know, I went to Michigan too. You gotta come to you gotta come to Orlando. Well, I'm coming up there. That's two, two two weeks and counting. I know. And yeah, a little less than two weeks from now, you'll be picking me up in the from the airport. So I know. 
So time-wise, you might be hanging outside on the uh, the departures patio for a minute or two. That's fine. I I, uh, I do this thing whenever I travel to a new city. I go and I get a Starbucks mug of you know like the bin here in, in the hotel. I mean, in the airport. Yeah, they'll have a Starbucks in the airport. Okay. So I'll go find the Starbucks. I'll get the bin here mug. It'll take a minute. Okay. Yeah, because I have I have a thing at work, and then. Like I don't know what time that ends, but I can't miss it. I have to be there. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'll be kissing babies type of thing, right? It's right. One of, it's at one of my sites, and I have to, I have to be there. So, I have to get into a dunk tank, actually. Oh, yeah, man. Wh- wh- maybe I should change my flight. <laughs> Flying to State College. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm game for that. I'll, I'll wear my Saquon Bars Barkley uh, Penn State jersey while I do it. Okay. You'll be, you'll be a welcome sight. <laughs> Aw. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Good seeing you back, big guy. All right. In a little bit. Well, everybody, that wraps up our show for this week. Thanks for listening. Here's a random weekly fun fact for you. Do you ever not agree with the things we say on this podcast? Well, come join us on the Facebook page that started it all. Football Trash Talk for real fans. You can tell Loy how much the Eagles suck, Atticus he's delusional about all New York sports teams in general, or agree with me that the Browns, in fact, are winning it all next year. Whatever you do, just don't root for an NFC East team. We have too much of that crap already. Come check us out. There's always more room at the barbecue. Anyway... This has been the Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast. It's been a pleasure, and as always, FYO team. Stay safe out there.